Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, it's time for below grade level. It's time for the fright of your life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Below Grade Level, the show where we take the books that we've read as kids and read them as adults and ruin them. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Eaton. With me as always is Becca Eaton. Hello. And Chris Oleski. Hello. Chris, your eyes, they're so wide. Were they? <laughs> they were. I wasn't yeah. looking. When I said his name. Oh. Yeah, I know. Those are wide. How are you guys doing? Fine. Good. Doing Great. my best to be attentive. <laughs> um, um, Are you just shocked because of our awesome guest that we have? Yes, I am. Returning champion. Uh, uh, oh, you want me to say that? Uh, I thought you were going champion, to. <laughs> Kelly Fuller. Hi. Hi. Welcome back, Kelly. Um, I think the last thing you read with us was maybe Animorphs, right? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're so sorry. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's why I was like, oh, you know what? time reading Animorphs. Let's yeah. get Kelly in on this book because I'm pretty sure we've made you read Animorphs twice with us, and I feel bad for making anyone have to do that. Um, you and owe this me. is this book is absolutely like fever dream batshit crazy, and uh, I you're gonna enjoy it more than the body horror of of Morphin time. I feel like the last time I was on, we were talking about the digestive system of morphing from human to animorph. And like, we were. oh my god, That's my yeah. favorite clip of the what show. Meal, yes. What a meal consumed by whom? What's the poop like for the other? Yes, that is definitely poop go. Where does the poop go? So good news is I doubt we'll be talking about poop and digestive systems and like Thank body horror on this let's episode. Let's not assume. Let's not the, assume. The John. bad news is is that we might Always talk about thing. incest because that always comes up in a Christopher Pike book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for it's a real trade-off for Kelly, uh, our guest, and for anyone listening, we are in the middle of reading Christopher Pike's Master of Murder. Um, and Becca, you want to tell us what happened last time? Sure. So last time, uh, Marvin got a new letter from his PO box that says they are going to kill you. All right. Um, he goes over to Shelly's house, even though she told him she did not want to hang out with him, and he just lets himself into her house and walks right in. Mm-hmm. Super cool. He finds Shelly in the jacuzzi with Triad. Yes. Um, Hell yeah. I think even before, the, the first note I wrote down about that was Marvin literally cries. I think that's before even she started saying any of the other shit, which is that uh, she only went out with Marvin to get him to do stuff for her, and she is also the reason that Triad wants to buy the motorcycle. She's like, oh yeah, Triad to buy the motorcycle, um, and it definitely seems like she is actually dating Triad and just kind of fake dating Marvin to get him to, I guess, solve the murder slash suicide of Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she put him in the detective zone. <laughs> so, for just for my own understanding, this person's yeah. name is Triad, like yes. a yeah, group yeah. of three. Yes, or exactly. like a, a a gang, uh, like a, a mafia <laughs> collective. I, the the I Triad. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't come up with this joke before, but he's the triplet who lived. Uh, <laughs> I what? don't get it. I don't get it this is, is this is. Name from birth, or is this a self-identifier or nickname or something? I just need to get to the root of Triad. I'm sorry. Like they have not explained it at all. He just showed up and was like, "What's up? I'm Triad." Yeah, and they all just had to accept it. 
<laughs> I refuse so, to accept this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvin goes to do some investigating, even though you'd think at this point he'd be like, fuck you and fuck Harry and who cares? <laughs> but he goes to the bridge where Harry supposedly jumped off and he finds like a piece of rope tied to the bridge. And based on the like, I don't know, like friction marks on the jacket of Harry's that he has, um, and the other clues, which were that like, tr- uh, not try it. Harry's hands were oily, and I don't remember if there were fibers. I don't know, but anyway, he comes to the conclusion based on seeing a piece of rope that Harry was trying to murder Marvin and Shelley by tying a rope up across a bridge knowing that they were going to be on Harry's motor... I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Marvin's motorcycle. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I already am broken. And we haven't even started reading. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he thinks that he tried to tie a rope across a bridge to clothesline one motorcycle in particular, not killing anyone else, and uh, thinks he must have fumbled it somehow and ended up like dangling from the rope off the bridge. That is the conclusion that he goes to. And based on... Uh, he basically is getting inspiration from what he thinks was his own attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has now decided, Marvin, that he wants to kill Shelley and Triad. And he hatches up some plan that we don't know exactly what it is yet. But he goes and buys a red Corvette. He makes plans to sell his bike to Triad. And he was, like, staying at a motel that night, I think. And here's where I'm confused at past me. Mm-hmm. Because I wrote a note that says, I'm sorry, future Becca. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what past oh, me was apologizing for because... I, I think I told you to put that there. <laughs> why? <laughs> because the last uh, episode was just so much... It, I don't remember. It was really, I mean, it was well, weird. I, yeah, there's not a lot of context because it was just like he thinks he went, he tried to kill them. Now he wants to kill Shelley. Well, he went, yeah, buys a Corvette, he went full super villain. And then I wrote, "I'm sorry." Like really quickly. Yeah. He was just like, "I'm sad." Up oh, now, I'm going to commit murder. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's being super duper, if I remember right, like really creepy and weird about it. Also, he's like he, talking to himself, like, "Yeah, this is how you'll do it." Like, yeah, he's wearing the jacket that that kid died in. Yeah. Maybe the jacket's haunted. <gasps> I can't wait to find out what other twist there. Like, I feel like it's already kind of twisted. We still don't know who's sending him the letters. We don't know who's sending him the letters, and there's got to be something about his writing. That's a thing, because he's always talking yeah, about getting inspiration from the lake, and then he had this freaky dream where he was all the different characters in his yeah. books that oh, what, felt like more than just a dream. I don't know. What were the um, uh, uh, the theories? that You had a theory and Chris oh, had a theory. There are a couple I wrote down. Yeah. Me and Chris both think that Marvin killed Harry. Mm-hmm. Chris predicted a sleepaway camp type situation, but I don't remember for what who. Is that? I don't even know what that means. Like, uh, fakery of identity. Fakery of gender. Um, oh, here's I think the the most reasonable theory because some of our theories happen when we're drunk. Uh-huh. That Chris thinks that Shelley killed Harry and wants to be caught, and that's why she wants Marvin to investigate. Right. Yeah. Um, Tale as old as time. <laughs> I think that Harry 
becomes like possessed by his writing powers and Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my Or maybe brain they're the today. same person. No, no, that doesn't one make of any them's sense. Dead. One of them's dead. Yeah, and they have other, parents, other people know and, them. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Oh, right. They have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Harry has. A Harry mom, has a young hot Marvin. mom. <laughs> a young hot mom. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh I boy. think that somehow Marvin is acting out shit that happens in his books. Maybe I don't know. I hope yeah. not because then his sister would die. Uh, Kelly, real she's quick, she's already dead. It's so fucking confusing. Have Have you read? I can't remember. Have you read a Christopher Pike with us before? Yes. Yes. Okay. The one. Um, cool. Where it, like the, the it was like a VHS tape or something that was mm. telling him the future. Uh, yeah. The Eternal Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good okay, one. good. So you're familiar with the the wackiness. Okay, good. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm very excited for this, or very upset. I haven't decided. <laughs> I think both. Time will tell. I think yeah, both are. It's a are yes pretty and. Good. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's just dive into it and see what happens. We're getting. I think we've got. I, I think we have this and one more episode for this book because we are actually we're getting towards the end. Maybe, chapter twelve. Marvin walked back to the Corvette and sat in his car for a long time and did nothing else. The leather upholstery was soft. It smelled nice. It was a new car. It was a brand new car. The steering was snug, but not too tight. The steering. What does that like mean? Like the wheel. Like steering wheel. The placement of the wheel. I don't know. In relation to the seat. Um, Maybe like, like how steering, easy it is to where... turn it. Like, did power steering not exist yet? I'm trying but to remember. But he's not driving. He's just sitting there. He's just like touching the steering wheel. He's like tight. Yeah. Um, it occurred to Marvin <laughs> that he had been wearing Harry's Snug. jacket. Nice. <laughs> when he had made his deal with Triad, and Triad hadn't even noticed. Theory: The jacket oh, right. did it. Marvin <laughs> was beginning to get the feeling there was something he was missing your marbles. He reviewed his analysis of what he had envisioned had happened the previous year, but could find no flaw. Harry must had have been after revenge. No, why he must not have. Um, he must have accidentally hung himself. Maybe. All the evidence supported the scenario Marvin had developed. It's a stretch, Marvin. It well, didn't... he just, he saw one rope and came up with so many details. And oh, his... There's like an oil slick on he... the road yeah. or something. I don't know. There was so many details his theory that was he pulled out of his ass. Really crazy, yeah. Um, all the evidence supported the scenario Marvin had developed. It didn't support any other he could think of because he was clouded by murder. Yet Marvin knew. New he title was for the book. Clouded, clouded by, by murder. murder. I like that. That's a good title. <laughs> Uh, yet Marvin knew he was operating with major blind spots. You don't say. Oh, I forgot to bring you a glass, I just realized. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I'll go get it now. Okay. He still didn't know why Shelley had drawn him into the details of Harry's death. He didn't know who was sending him the letters. He didn't know why he had changed overnight from a mild-mannered mystery writer to a bloodthirsty teenager. Well, that's kind of on you, though. Yeah. That's not part of the scheme. That's just you being batshit crazy. We don't know that either. Yeah, probably. we do not know that. Uh, but then he thought of Triad and Shelley together in the jacuzzi. He simply couldn't stop the images from returning again and again. And all he wanted to do was get back at them. What did he told the girl in the bookstore? Anne McGaffer had died the same way Harry Pastor had died? Had he been rambling? <laughs> no, the connection was clear now that he knew Harry had not committed suicide. But he hadn't known that when he'd started on his series. He could swear he hadn't. But when had he started the series? Hadn't it been a couple of weeks after they buried Harry? Hadn't he dropped another book to write it? 
God, he had started to sound like a man possessed. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Harry died a year, one year ago, right? Yes. And, and, and did you just say that he didn't start writing his current series of books until after Harry was dead? Uh. So he's written like five books in a year? Oh my god, it does say series. Yeah. Well, apparently in this world, you can just email your book to a publisher, and then it's on the shelves like the next day, (laughs) and millions of people are buying it. That's that is so crazy. No one writes that many books in a year except for Arl Stein and Christopher Pike (laughs) and all these authors. Not like it matters because even two books would be too many to write and publish within a year within to become that year. popular. Yeah. But how many books are in the series? Has it said? I think this, I want to say five. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like I either, also want to say five. Yeah, either there have been five or there have been four and he's about to write the fifth and last okay. one. That's and still... This is, <laughs> this is an established writer who knows how the publishing world works. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the excuse? <laughs> he's like, teenagers won't know. This, this sounds right to them. And I also, okay, so like by that logic, he must just be shitting these books out in like a week. He must if he takes this long to write anything until the deadline. Oh my God. Uh, Is that why this power is so important to him to like try to do anything? Because it just cranks things out at super speed? I guess. And he does one draft. Feel the power and then write the whole book overnight. (laughs) He writes a book. And then it's printed by the weekend. He writes a book start to finish and he's just like, no notes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Nailed him the first try. No editor needed. Yeah. What the fuck? Why had he written it? No more questions. No answers. Just kill the bastard and be done with it. It doesn't matter, Marvin whispered to himself. I'll finish it tonight. It doesn't matter. Finish what? The book that he hasn't started or the murder? I think the murder. I think he... The multiple murders. He'll finish it. Sitting behind the luxurious wheel of his new car, Marvin began to doze. The parking lot where he sat was empty. The store was closed for Sunday. But he would not let himself sleep. He was afraid if he slept, he'd dream. He remembered then the dream he'd been having when his father had come over. He realized his subconscious had been trying to alert him to the fact of Harry's death by showing him Anne McGaffer in an identical position. And sorry about the blurriness of this page, Chris. Good luck. It's all good. Uh, for a second, I thought I needed glasses. <laughs> It may have been the dream that had allowed him to solve the mystery so quickly, yet had the dream told him anything new besides how Harry had died? He could have sworn there were a couple of parts in there that hadn't been in his manuscripts, or in the rest of the book. He probably should get those books out again and study them. He never really did read his own work, not once it was printed. His subconscious, his muse, his rage, his broken heart. What was the difference between any of them? I'm going to kill that bastard, then I'll get her, somehow. What? Marvin shook himself into an upright position. He was in a car, he was already in an upright position. (laughs) He'd get something to eat before he headed for the bridge. If he doesn't eat, he gets murdery. (laughs) It might be the last meal he enjoyed as an innocent man. Oh, he's fueling up for murder. (laughs) He's like, I'm definitely going to get caught. A page break, but I'm going to read the first part like we normally do. Mm -hmm. Page breaks. A couple hours later, (laughs) cloaked in the darkness of a night so black it could have been made for crime. 
That is an amazing sentence. I'm going to read it again. Whoa, you can't read that while I'm taking that a drink. That was great. Every now and then there's such a good sentence that I can't believe it's in this Yeah. Thing. A couple hours later, cloaked in the darkness of a night so black it could have been made for crime, Damn. Marvin slowed his shiny Corvette on the road a mile before the Pella Bridge. It was exactly 626, and he had a small problem. He had no idea when Triad, hell yeah, would go to Pella and it was too cold a night to hang on to the side of a bridge for several hours. <laughs> what if he set up his rope and oil right now and Triad didn't decide to go to Pella until after 10 at night? And he killed an bo- innocent person. <laughs> his body would be so frozen he wouldn't have the strength to pull up the rope in front of Triad. Marvin briefly wondered if that was what had happened to Harry. I was about to say that. Oh, my God. So, is wait, that... oh, his murder plot is to Looney Tunes someone? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay, just checking. Yeah. His which, murder plot. That's the same exact thing he thought that Harry was trying to do to them, which I still don't understand. It doesn't make, you yeah. can't just, like, yoink a rope across <laughs> a bridge and, like, yeah. hold it up against a motorcycle. It Isn't would. It? It I feel would like the like only person the that would die would be you. Hands. Yeah. yeah. His name is Marvin E. Coyote. <laughs> his, name is Mar- his name is Marvin Acme. <laughs> Marvin briefly wondered if that was what had happened to Harry. If that was how yeah. the guy had accidentally killed himself. Marvin could remember how cold it had been last year on Shelley's birthday. Like tonight. Everything was like tonight. Marvin was reasonably certain Triad had not already passed yeah. him on the road to Pella. Triad had said he'd eat first before he went for the helmet. Marvin decided that the best course of action would be to wait until Triad crossed the bridge before setting up his rope. He would get Triad later, when Triad was on the way back. Say Triad again. That way, he wouldn't have to wait out in the cold forever. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there would be less traffic on the road at a later hour. Sensible, Marvin. Sensible murder plot. Sensible murder. (laughs) (laughs) Sensible Marvin, that's what they call him. Not that there was ever much after sunset. Marvin pulled his car off the side and parked behind a tree that was over a hundred yards from the edge of the road. He wanted to be sure he wasn't spotted. He killed the engine and the lights. He would have liked to leave the engine running so he could keep the heat on, but feared someone would notice, and later report to the police that there had been a suspicious vehicle in the area the night the football player crashed on the bridge. Seven o'clock came, followed by eight and nine, and still As no sign of triad. <laughs> Time! And then so seven boring. again. <laughs> wow! Well, Six! <laughs> the heat seeped out of the car and left Marvin shivering in the front seat in Harry's leather jacket. Marvin began to despair that triad was ever going oh, to yeah. drive by, yet he didn't consider for a moment leaving and going home. He had the patience of an obsessed man, which mm-hmm. he thought was an apt word for his condition. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Nailed you know it. words, mm-hmm. writer. <laughs> he spent the cold hours remembering his last date with Shelley last year before Harry died. It had been a night of magic for Marvin. Uh, when he had picked her up at home, she had greeted him at the door with a smile that he was never to forget because he thought he saw in it her love. <clears throat> that I had a struggle with that one. 
Yeah, he thought she was falling for him, the way he was falling for her. Such a simple thing he knew. It happened all over the world between couples. But it had never happened to him before. And because she was his first, he wanted her to be his last as well. He considered asking her to marry him right then. He was already a successful author, long before his series appeared. He could have supported her. He would have done anything for her. Okay, so he has been crazy forever. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But he's only revealed his crazy. Yeah. To us. To us. In the last few chapters. But like, but right now we're just like, oh, you've yeah. been super crazy. They went to dinner and ate their food by candlelight. You know how... Uh, 16-year-olds do. Um, They went to a show and ate popcorn. It was at Pizza Hut. (laughs) With a little red glass candle holder. Yeah, Yeah, those are romantic. (laughs) They went to a show and ate popcorn. They drove home at 90 miles an hour on his bike. And they didn't see or feel any rope as they flew over the bridge. 90 miles an hour. Jesus Christ, Marvin. Irresponsible Um, children. (laughs) He could remember her laughing in his ear. Her happiness. Her parents had been away for that weekend as well, and he had kissed her on her bed until four in the morning, not knowing that all the while Harry was hanging by a rope. There was other stuff they could have done. To be fair, when I was that age, I did. I was just like, I'll just kiss for for a couple hours, right? I can't do anything else. this is as good as it gets. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> little making babies. out grand. Um, no other way to feel good. Shelley had not spoken of Harry once that night. In fact, just as he was leaving her at the end of their last kiss, she had whispered in his ear that this was what she wanted, that she didn't want anyone else. And he had believed her until Monday. A body found floating in the lake. Blue Monday. You know that song? <laughs> By New Order. I'm just going to layer that in under this whole next part. Why, he kept asking himself, why had she turned a cold shoulder to him when Harry died on Blue Monday? Why, if it was really him she loved on Blue Monday, of course the answer was painfully simple. Oh my God. How does, How it, does it feel? It feel? <laughs> to treat me like you do. God damn it. Oh my God. What if that's why they wrote that song? <laughs> oh my God. She could say and do anything. She didn't, she didn't love him. She had proven that to him the previous night when he had caught her in Triad's arms. Yet there was something he was missing. Something about her. Something he was seeing but not understanding. Marvin sat up in his seat. He could hear a motorcycle in the distance, approaching swiftly from the direction of Sessa. He reached for his binoculars before remembering he should left them in the trunk. (laughs) Fucking idiot. The first mention of binoculars. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I just assumed he'd kill the first person to drive over that bridge in a motorcycle (laughs) without thinking about it twice. He cursed silently, although he knew he didn't really need them. He was far from the road, and it was as black as it got, but he didn't need to see Triad to know for sure it was him. Who knew the sound of that bike better than he did? He just had to wait until the bike came a little closer. A couple of minutes later, he knew Triad had fallen for his bait. What bait? (laughs) The 
buying of a motorcycle helmet or the giving? Well, he, he like yeah, he, helmet, right? he was just like, you got to go pick my helmet up. <laughs> I'm so clever. Yeah. Yeah. At this motel. Yeah. The motorcycle roared by Marvin's hiding spot at a hysterical speed, and the sound of its pistons was sweet music to Marvin's ears. Really, he told himself in his next book he must make it so that his villain enjoyed doing in his victim. Sorry. his So that his villain enjoyed doing in his victim. You know how yeah. you talk. That's how villains talk. <laughs> was, I'm going to do you in. <laughs> And I'm gonna enjoy and it. And I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> there was yeah, no reason see? a murder mystery had to be gloomy. <laughs> <laughs> when Triad had passed, Marvin climbed out of his car and stood for a few minutes in the frozen air, watching the solitary headlight disappear over the distant hills. It was eight miles to Pella from the river, maybe ten to the actual motel. Triad would be back in half an hour if he didn't loiter in town. <laughs> Marvin doubted he would. There was school the next day, and then Shelly at night. Triad would probably want to go straight back to bed. <laughs> what a dumb sentence. They weren't in bed, they were in the hot tub. <laughs> Marvin decided to leave his car where it was and walk to the bridge. There were few trees between where he was parked and the river. It would be disastrous if Triad spotted him at the last instant. After he had set up the rope, he could go to jail. Triad could kill him. Neither a fun prospect. Besides, Marvin thought, he should walk and warm up. He grabbed his rope, the knife, the oil, and the binoculars, and headed toward the road. <laughs> it was 9.44. Triad's motorcycle had been the last vehicle to go by for over an hour. Marvin doubted anyone would drive by until Triad returned. you think returned. Shelly's gonna be on it? I <gasps> hope so. Or it just is Shelly. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Because she wanted him to buy the bike, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he that's what I road. meant. Oh, oh, oh. Like, Shelly instead of Triad. Instead of Triad, yeah. He reached the road oh, and started awesome. toward the bridge. The hike to the river took him close to 20 minutes, longer than he expected. Now he had to work quickly. The exercise had done little to get his blood pumping. Indeed, as he knelt and began to tie his rope to the railing at the north end of the bridge, he felt colder than he had in the Corvette. He didn't have his gloves, it and it was hard water. to make a respectable knot with his fingers on the verge of going numb. His task was doubly complicated. He had to make his knot strong, but he had to be able to untie it in seconds. There was always the remote possibility someone could come by right after Triad went down. Marvin had never been a Boy Scout. He didn't know much about slip knots and stuff like that. He was always more of a Mudvayne fan, even though the characters in his books used them a time or two. Oh, I was going to make a Rob Zombie joke. <laughs> uh. Mar <laughs> We're having a great time. <laughs> uh, love it. Marvin didn't tie his rope where Harry had positioned his, but put it much closer to the Pella side of the bridge. He didn't want the police to find Harry's evidence and connect it with Triad's accident. Indeed, Marvin thought, when he was done, if there was time, it might not be a bad idea to get rid of what was left of Harry's rope. Still, there was plenty of rushing water beneath the spot where Marvin would have would have to wait for Triad. If he slipped, if he fell, the last book in his series would never get written. Yeah, that's that's the, the part we gotta worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin had a lot more rope than he needed, but decided against cutting it, which was the reason he had purchased the knife. He wanted to keep his instruments of death as together as possible. <laughs> gotta gotta is... keep the murder tools organized. 
again, before wrapping, not where I saw this book was going. No, not at all. God. Before wrapping his rope around the opposite rail, he opened his easy-to-pour can of oil. He put his puddle just beyond the spot where Triad would hit the rope and made it wide, eight feet across the center of the bridge. Marvin knew he didn't need his rope to be in the exact spot the puddle was. How much oil did he have? Eight feet of oil? That's... I still don't really understand the oil thing, and we've the been oil- over it before. So the oil is so that um, when they find no his mangled body, they think, oh, he hit an oil slick and wiped out instead of, oh, he got closed blind really by a really what rope. happens? Like in fucking Mario Kart, you can't just drive over some oil. Your car just slips like it's on a banana peel. I, we, and I feel die. like we talked about this I in know we the did, last episode. I feel like there did had not to be. Solve it. Oh, no, I think there had. I mean, I think it would happen if there was a literal, like, a, like a, like a, barrel of oil fell over <laughs> and you drove through it I just feel it would like have it would to be an insane really quickly it's it would have to be thick surface. it would have to be a shit load of oil yeah you have I to be driving through a more... vat of oil which seems impossible yeah borrow the book again but i think it's a bit more uh <laughs> precarious on a motorcycle as opposed to a car but you're still just going straight yes. over it look so seems like maybe they cartoony. mistitled the book He's more of a an apprentice of murder, maybe a journeyman of murder, mm-hmm. not <laughs> an, quite a master. An a intern novice. of murder. <laughs> Borrowing the book again. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think it's there. Ish. Yeah. Triad would slide into the oil. Of that, there was no doubt. Marvin didn't want to get oil on his rope for the simple reason that he was going to take the rope with him when he left and he didn't want to get stains on his new car. <laughs> okay. Priorities. I hate this guy. I hate him so much. <laughs> He's horrible. I've known him for what, two minutes? <laughs> now came the hard part. He had to go over the side of the railing with his end of the rope and keep both the rope and himself out of sight. Besides, there was always the slim possibility that at the last instant, Triad would glimpse the rope in his headlight and swerve in time to avoid himself serious damage. Still, I still don't, I don't, don't understand. Don't you think you see a rope? Yeah. And I just don't understand the physics. I don't understand the physics of this. You I mean, if you're going like 90 miles moves. an hour, you probably won't see the rope. You could do like one of those moves on a motorbike in movies where like they skid and then slide under the rope. Yeah, like, like in Hobbs and Shaw. Trailers. Yeah, like in Hobbs and Shaw. And it'll slide under and then it'll go back up. And his that documentary, and his, Hobbs and, and Shaw. And his motorcycle <laughs> will make a transformer noise. Yes. <laughs> the acclaimed and book And then it'll series. slip on the oil Hobbs and he'll still die. Yeah, I would read the shit out of that book. I would series. read the hell out of a novelization of Hobbs and Shaw. Oh my God. Um,. Only if it was like ninety percent them insulting each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's take a moment uh, to pause below grade level to just recommend Hobbs and Shaw. It's wonderful. The best Fast and Furious movie they've ever made. Yes. Oh. God, I hope they make a second one. Aren't they? I thought they were. Uh, I, no. I, they, I mean, they, they haven't announced it at all. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on, especially now that Vin Diesel is a. In hot water, I guess. I don't know what's going on with sure. that either. What? There's, he's in he's hot water. He's a sex pest. He's a sex. Yeah. He's sex pest. That's who a, could have seen oh, that coming. That's surprising. A no much one. nicer way to put it, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a disgusting person, like we thought he probably was. <laughs> Which I would like when that news broke. I was like, this is the easiest decision any studio has ever had to make 
of like, hey, do we kill a character off to save this franchise? There are 50 main characters in those movies. Yeah. Oh, but he might have like some like hinky shit in his contract where like they're literally not allowed to do anything without his approval. Probably. I think Probably. it would be funnier not to kill him off, but to just pretend he never existed. That they're all just... <laughs> happy with it. they just pretend he was never there ever. Or no one of, ever mentions him including his own sister or, or instead of killing him off they just do what they did with paul walker who actually died and they're just like dom left he's right over there i can't i don't even want them to reference him again yeah <laughs> just don't even mention him ever again yeah he's he not was... important enough to die off screen that's my impression of the song when paul walker drove off into the sunset <laughs> and when he looked at the camera and he was just like <laughs> his head like this. bobbled on on top of his neck. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I was like, could... it's definitely not computerized. This is a real face. <laughs> I actually uh, at work, someone was watching the movie Skulls, starring Paul Walker, and I looked at it and I was like, "Fun fact, uh, that's CG." So because you really can't tell what's Paul Walker and what's CG because he was a bad actor. <laughs> Skulls, Christ. that movie with Joshua Jackson. Yeah, I didn't oh, know Paul God. Walker was in that. I definitely watched that when I was well, younger. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. I doubt it holds up. Um, okay. The, uh, serious damage. Therefore, as Marvin had already figured, he had to raise the rope just before a try had crossed the bridge. Hell yeah. I, <laughs> I like, more than it's anything... It's funnier when Becca does that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pepper them in only occasionally. Yeah. I More than anything, I hope that um, we stop talking about this murder plan. Yeah. I'm so tired. I just want it to go badly already so yeah. we can get past it. I'm so tired of hearing about like the oil and the rope and the yeah. bridge and when he's going to do it and the triad. Okay. But now he's faced with the dilemma that had done Harry in. The only safe way to hang over the side of the bridge was to secure himself with the rope. A sudden gust of wind, and it was already very windy, could jolt his freezing fingers free. <laughs> That was hard to say. And send him spiraling down into a cruel bath. A <laughs> cruel bath? I love cruel that he... bath. It's like not even occurring to me until now that like he saw what he thinks was this exact plan mm -hmm. go so badly. The kid that fucking died. Up, yes. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do it exactly the same. Ex no yeah. changes. No changes. No notes. But I'm going to nail it. Yeah. This yeah. time it's going to work. Uh, I just had to avoid taking a cruel bath. <laughs> yeah. The best thing to do was what Harry had done. Wrap the rope around the railing once and then tie, tie it around his own waist. Marvin hesitated to follow in his Why? mentor's footsteps because, after all, the guy had ended up killing himself, Becca. Yeah. yeah. Yet he could see no better way. Uh, uh, here's a better way, Marvin. <laughs> Fucking go home. I thought he'd sabotage the motorcycle. I thought that's why he was making such a big deal about selling it. Yeah. Yeah. By the way... Or the helmet. By the way, he still hasn't gone home. The last time he was at home, he beat the living shit out of his drunk dad. Yeah. And left his, like, mother crying and his 11-year-old sister with, like, shards of TV in her face. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm out of here. I'm a murderer now, I guess. Also, I would oh think God. he would, like, get the rope out and kill him, whatever... Before he puts a helmet on his head. Like, I thought that was going to be the plan. I can't believe he's letting him go get the protective gear. He wants to give him a fighting chance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he could see no better way. All right. There's no, there's no better way. 
He consoled himself that he wasn't an uncoordinated duck as Harry had been. What? Huh? Except Harry had been an excellent athlete, and still he had died. Marvin tried not to think about it. He'd be careful. <laughs> if he thought about it too okay. hard, it would stop making sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wrapped the rope around the railing, around his waist. Talk about scary. The trouble with Pella Bridge was that it should have been condemned. Oh, my God. Get get on with it, man. Time and traffic had done a number on the splintered boards and the rusty beams. Marvin heard the railing groan as he swung his leg over the side, and Marvin himself groaned when he had both legs over and was looking down. He went, oh. <clears throat> the river roared in his ears like the abominable snowman. Oh, wow. What? The river roared in his ears like I the abominable you. snowman. <laughs> That is capital. That's the river sound like. The water looked like black foam gushing from a hole that had no bottom. Sexy. <laughs> I did not care for that. That's what she said. <laughs> Sounds like the shit I took this morning after drinking porter last night. The spray touched his face, his ears, and sent a shiver that reached inside his chest. How? When do you think he's going to fucking drive back over this bridge? <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> been an eternity. At least in like five more pages. Yeah. How close is he to the water? Why is the spray hitting him? I don't know. I, the way I've pictured it, it's like a skyscraper and like from the bridge to the water, but yeah. I know that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, well, no, no. Bridge is normally like, like 100 or so feet above water. I guess it's... I don't know. Maybe there's not a lot of distance, but it's just like a fucking rapid. It's just like the most treacherous ten river feet ever. Above this river that's the like tiny <laughs> rickety bridge yeah. over top. It just rained. I, I thought it was like cliffs, not like a I babbling so. brook. Yeah, I, it felt like it was really tall cliffs and mm -hmm. a big, raging, crazy river. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's just how foamy and windy it is. Jesus Blowing Christ. all the water up. Oh, right. It is windy. Oh, boy. Right, tra that tracks. Everything so far adds up yes. completely. The physics makes sense. Mm -hmm. For a moment, he wondered what the hell he was doing. But he was yeah, not unhappy. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he felt strangely exhilarated. Marvin crouched down on the planks that made up the lower level of the bridge. They were longer than the boards that made up the upper layer they therefore protruded above the water and provided him with a questionable place to wait. So I need a diagram. Yeah, I really need to know what Which this bridge looks like. Which is not the first time I've said that reading one of these Christopher Pike books. And also, Christopher Pike have, has provided us diagrams yeah, before. Yeah, if he's going to give us a layout of that party or whatever, yeah, give I, us a layout of this bridge. I wish there was a drawing of the bridge. It's like, here's Marvin. Here's yeah. the rope. Can you let that cat in? Yeah, there's a cat screaming. Um, oh boy, okay. If Triad looked directly his way, however, as he crossed the bridge, he would see Marvin. But Marvin had never looked to the right or left as he had gone over the water, and he doubted Triad would do any differently. We're really fucking stretching this out. <laughs> yeah. This is unreal. Yeah, get on with it. It was only in the last minutes that Marvin asked himself exactly what the rope would do to Triad. What? Uh, the impact would yank him off his bike, surely. But would it kill him? Maybe if you hadn't let him get the fucking helmet. 
Marvin doubted the rope itself would touch Triad. He had set the rope at handlebar level, lest the rope leave a mark on Triad's chest that would cause the county coroner to probe deeper than an oil spill. Not that the coroner had impressed Marvin as a clever investigator. Did he talk what? to the coroner? No. I don't, I don't remember. I know he had, like, police files somehow. Yeah. If he didn't talk to any police... If he talked to a yeah. coroner, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, what would happen to Triad when he hit the bridge? All along, Marvin had assumed that it would kill him, but now he wasn't sure. Marvin. Like an idiot. <laughs> right? Like, do some research on velocity or something. <laughs> or maybe don't wait until he gets a helmet. Yeah. He's a master of murder, not physics. <laughs> yeah. I figured he'd put the rope lower so that it would just... Like, clothesline the bike. Clothesline the bike, and yeah. then he'd go flying off the bike. I yeah. feel like at chest level... I don't know. I feel like it might just send him flying backwards a bit, I still but... feel like Triad might just not die at all from any of this scenario. Yeah. It, you know, if he does it. Like, even if yeah, he... He'll probably do, like, a cool flip and then land on his feet. He might, like... <laughs> and go, Triad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he lands in the oil and, like, slides off the bridge, like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slides, slides all the way spins, home. Yeah, just like slides, like, like risky business, just sliding in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope that happens. Me too. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He'll kill him with shame because no one witnessed the neat trick he did. Yeah. Triad would be returning from Pella with his helmet on. The helmet could take a hard pounding before it shattered. Yeah. Marvin had taken a couple of nasty spills on the bike while wearing the helmet and had been able to walk away from them with nothing more than badly skinned knees. Of course, those falls had been at speeds more in the 30 mile an hour range. Triad would be doing at least 60 maybe more when he hit the bridge it's a real unknown variable that marvin didn't really think about plus his fall <laughs> would be instantaneous he would be snapped back and pinned hard by the demon of momentum what yeah the more marvin thought about it the more unlikely it seemed that triad would survive with enough brain cells left to be called human not like he had any to begin with am i right marvin <laughs> if he ever deserved the name triad like, human? human or <laughs> triad He's apparently three humans, based off the name Triad. <laughs> right then, far away, Marvin heard the sound. A motorcycle with an engine revved high, coming from the direction of Pella. Marvin Stop caught it. a glimpse of light in the hills. He reached for his binoculars, which were slung around his neck like a loosened tie. And which or like so binoculars. <laughs> this whole sentence just reeks of word count. Yeah. I really want, also, I just like, I want... The text to start to turn into the lyrics from Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He reached for his binoculars, which were slung around his neck like a loosened tie, and which so far had caused him more trouble than they were worth. With the wind, they kept banging against his chest by this time, and he hadn't been waiting long over the side of the railing, maybe five minutes. His fingers felt like ice crystals. Felt like I should have said icicles, but ice crystals is more letters. <laughs> Tiny little crystals of ice. <laughs> he, he grabbed the binoculars, only to lose them again. He must not have checked that the neck strap was fastened when he bought them. The binoculars slipped out of his hands, bounced on his knees, and toppled into the river. Evidence. Christ, Marvin whispered. <laughs> yes, said Christ. <laughs> he, he felt upset for a moment. Hearing the voice of God, but then he realized he didn't need the binoculars. The chance of another motorcycle coming from Bella, Bella at this exact time was remote. 
Because he not knew zero. every single person that lived there. And not none zero. of them had a motorichicle. <clears throat> Plus, he could always recon... It's Italian for motorcycle. Uh, Plus, he could always reconfirm it. You're going to do this when you say it. Motorichicle. Plus, he could always reconfirm it was Triad by the sound of the bike, as he had done when Triad had passed by an a-, a half hour ago. He loved that bike. <laughs> Maybe. It would be harder to distinguish the specific sound of the engine over the roar of the water. I'm just starting to think you really didn't think this through, Mark. I think it might not be Triad. I really, 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 really hope this goes super badly. I think you could kill Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> It's him, Marvin said to himself. It's got to be him. The faint glow in the hills grew into a powerful headlight as Triad wound his way out of the hills and hit the straight mile stretch that led directly to the bridge. He was going fast, Marvin thought. At least 60, maybe 70, 75. 80. The glare of the headlight... (laughs) 90. (laughs) The glare of the headlight reached Marvin's eyes and his grip on the rope tightened. Naturally, he had left the rope lax across the width of the bridge and around the bar of the railing, but now slowly he began to pull it taut. He realized right then that he would be unable to snap the rope up on Triad in the last second as he had planned. He would have to do it several seconds before Triad got to the bridge if he was to have time to tie off his loop around the railing so that his own waist did not take the impact off the yank. The impact (laughs) of the yank. Sorry. He realized something else right then as well. The snap of the rope might yank the railing loose and leave behind evidence of foul play that would be impossible to remove. Indeed, the rope might yank his guts out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, this next line feels like something my train of thought right now. Now, why hadn't Mr. Master of Murder thought of that before? (laughs) That's the first time they've said that, too. Hands on your hips. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that they probably referred to this author as the master of murder, but no one ever did. No one has, this yeah. This is just him in this moment calling himself I'm the that. master of murder. <laughs> no one could see uh, how I did it. Now, why hadn't Mr. Master of Murder thought of that before? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Re- reality was much what? more complicated than pretend. Oh, my God. You fucking... <laughs> I hope he dies. <laughs> I, I just want to specify that Kelly did not ad-lib that sentence. <laughs> no. I hope that rope rips him in half, and yeah. then the rest Honestly, of this book is trying to figure ends, out what the fuck happened. A book just ends mid-sentence. I think we found Marvin's legs in the lake. <laughs> the rest of the book is just a bunch of people going, what was he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you know he was Still. an author? <laughs> Still... Marvin remained committed. He pulled the rope taut. He secured it around the railing. It stretched like a dark knife in the night. <gasps> Good sentence. Triad was coming. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Half a mile away, 30 seconds, and still Marvin was committed. 20 seconds. Because he could still see them groaning in each other's arms. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Quarter of a mile away. <laughs> Hell yeah. 50, that, that's definitely what Triad says when he comes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> 15 seconds. Because he had told her he loved her. The roar of the engine, 200 yards, and she had told him she loved him. The glare of the headlight, blinding, 100 yards, four seconds less. Because she had lied to him. 
But could he really kill someone? Could he? He doubted it. He went for miles to yards. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was someone he loved. Shelly! Marvin screams. <laughs> I knew it. It was Triad, but he had Shelly on the back. In a grotesque glimpse of light and shadow, Marvin saw that Triad, not Shelly, was wearing the helmet. Perhaps his scream I alerted them. I do have them. a question, though. Yes. I thought his plan was to kill both of them anyway. Yeah. Um. I thought it was when he was, like, hatching a, his little plan up in the motel. Yeah. He or was, was his plan to kill both. Triad and be like, now we'll be together? I thought it was to kill them both, but then it sounds like in the sitting in the car alone, he then wanted to... <laughs> capture Shelly and make I don't know her him his <laughs> but I thought originally he was gonna he kill, to kill them both, of them? both. I, think, I think so I'm pretty sure I really don't I really don't know anyway um <clears throat> perhaps his scream alerted them he couldn't be sure maybe Triad or Shelly saw the rope in any case Marvin frantically reached to loosen the rope and drop it to the bridge as Triad slammed on the motorcycle brakes and sent the bike into a dangerous slide burning rubber screeched over the roar of the river as Marvin watched the rear wheel of the bike crept steadily forward until it was almost in front of the front wheel it jackknifed it occurred to him that Triad was no amateur when it came to riding a motorcycle oh god what the fuck what just oh. what is any of this? Oh, you didn't finish your sentence. That Triad was in fact stopping the machine like an expert. Shelly Marvin shouted. Yes, in that moment when time was suspended by the insane collection of colliding events <laughs> that he caused. Yes. Marvin felt nothing but fear uh -huh. that Shelly, his Shelly, would be hurt. But he should have saved his fear for himself. Triad brought the bike to a halt two feet before the rope, but by then the rope was lying harmlessly on the ground. The insane moments were not over, however. Oh no, they were just beginning. I'm not adding anything. What the fuck? Son of a bitch, Triad shouted as he brought the bike back to an upright position and turned off the engine. The stink of fried rubber filled the air. Triad snapped down the kickstand and leapt off the bike. He left the headlight on, however, pointed almost directly at Marvin, who was no longer crouching beneath the rail, but standing upright on what he was beginning to realize was the very wrong side of the fence. Shelley got off the bike more leisurely, apparently unfazed by all the commotion. She was she, like, saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, she moved with inexplicable weariness. Such could not be said for Triad, however. He threw off his helmet and stormed Marvin. Also, what a fucking gentleman to wear the helmet and not give it to her yeah. instead, dick. He threw off Hey, she his was fine on the way there. And stormed Marvin as if he <laughs> intended to knock him off the side of the bridge, which it turned out was precisely his intention. You tried to kill us, you bastard, Triad swore as he grabbed a dazed Marvin by the front of Harry's leather coat and lifted him off his feet. <laughs> like a doll. <laughs> No, Marvin said. <laughs> Maybe his word lacks conviction. <laughs> it's not even a yell. It's just no. No. Maybe his word lacked conviction. Triad didn't seem to hear it. His face was a mask of ugly lines. Marvin didn't get to examine it closely, though. Triad drew back his fist. You're dead meat. I forget the Triad voice. It's just triad like... Triad spat. Like Chakabra. Oh, <laughs> 
You're dead meat! You Triad spat. The fist flew toward Marvin's face. Marvin ducked. The fist missed his face. <laughs> this is poetry. Forget the real play-by-play. <laughs> Thank God, Marvin thought. He still had his teeth, his good looks, but he realized he should have at least waited until he was on solid ground to do his thinking. As Triad fought to recover his balance from his missed blow, he let go of Marvin. Or more exactly, he dropped Marvin off the side of the bridge! Marvin hardly had time to register the fact that he was falling toward the river when he was stopped by a horrible yank. Pain shot through the length of his body as he bobbled in the dark like a marionette with a drunk for a puppeteer. <laughs> Great Hold on, wait, I'm going to need to hear that again. Right. Can we take that one more time? <laughs> Wow. Pain shot through the length of his body as he bobbled in the dark like a marionette with a drunk for a puppeteer. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Poetry. He still had the <laughs> he still had the rope wrapped around his waist, but it was moving fast from under his armpits over the outside of outsides of his arms. He saw that in a moment he would slip out of the rope and fall into the river. I need a scroll. Oops. Sorry, I was so enthralled <laughs> I forgot. I was like <laughs> I was like, and then what, Chris? And nothing happened for so long that now I'm trying to frantically write that uh -huh. yeah. something finally just happened. <laughs> he had not tied it as tightly as Harry must have tied his, for fear he would accidentally hang himself by his armpits as Harry had. Now he prayed he could hang on for a few seconds longer. He reached up with his right hand and grabbed the length of rope attached to the railing ten feet above him. Triad's big head <laughs> stuck over the side. He was smiling. You're still there, huh? Triad asked. He casually picked at the knot in the rope. Not for long, sucker. Sucker? He called me a sucker. <laughs> wait, wait, Chris. Remember what his inner monologue oh, sounds like? I forgot. All right. Sucker? <laughs> he called me a sucker? Also, like, I feel like the, the perfect excuse you could have is like, Oh, I didn't know you guys were coming through here. I was trying to figure out how Harry died. Right? Right. Yeah. Obvious lie. Chris, yeah. are you a master of murder? Uh, journeyman at best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Sam Marvin. Mar yeah, Marvin yeah. sounds like Sam Elliott. In his own head. Well, in we started doing it. We started doing it just in his own head, and then when Cures. he when he took the uh, turn into being a full on murder, we were like, "Well, you just sound like <laughs> Sam Elliott now." Yeah. I think. Fantastic. <laughs> Had he been suckered? Triad, wait, Marvin shouted. Triad chuckled. For what? You tried to kill us. That's a capital offense. You have to pay for it. You have to die. Stop it, Shelley said as she also appeared. <laughs> the glare of the headlight illumined the side of her face, and once more Marvin was struck by how weary her expression was. Illumined? Rude. It was as if nothing unusual had happened to her this wildest of all nights. Just the same old rope across the bridge trick that Marvin <laughs> could have been thinking. When would he ever learn? <clears throat> Shelly, Marvin said, and he hated the pleading note in his voice almost as much as he hated the raging water 50 feet below his dangling feet. 50 feet. He... How, like, how far is 50 feet? Uh, like, what's 50 feet away from us right now? I have no sense of... That's a good question. Ten lengths of me. Ten Kellys. <laughs> the water is ten, ten Kellys long. Ten Kellys. Are you, are you five foot even? Um, oh, I'm slight, like, five foot and half an inch, but I round down. Because okay. it just, it's easier. This, this is, room is 
Oh, I don't know. All right, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say it like I this knew it, and I then I was just learned. like, I don't know. Actually, it might be twelve feet. Well, that fence is twenty feet from the house, right? From the edge of the house. Is it? So would that fence be like fifty-ish feet from where we're sitting right now? Probably. That's not far at all. Yeah, it's not far. It's just like a raging fucking rapid of water. Yeah. Okay. He managed to take hold of the rope and pull himself up a foot, momentarily easing the tension on the lasso choking his upper body. Another few feet and he would be able to grab the edge of the boards he had been crouching on only moments ago. But even as he clung to the rope, he felt it slipping slowly from his grasp. Plus Triad had not stopped fiddling with the knot. One thing their expressions had in common was disgust. <laughs> Yet neither looked surprised. I'm going to drop him now, Triad <laughs> said. Let him drown. It'll save everybody a lot of trouble. No, I said. <laughs> Shelley snapped as she shoved Triad's hands off the rope. Marvin took the opportunity of their disagreement to hoist himself up another foot. Triad took a step back from the railing, but didn't move so far Marvin could no longer see him. Now, finally, Triad looked surprised. You want to save him after what he's tried? Triad asked. Shelley continued to stare down at Marvin, such loathing in her eyes. Marvin felt like a worm crawling beneath her raised foot. But he was very turned on. But wasn't... <laughs> I've been a bad boy. But wasn't Step that... Step on me, Shelley. What? Wasn't that what they Step had... Step on me. <laughs> But wasn't that what they had called him the night before, even when he had tried, and even before he had tried to harm them? Even what? before. Worm? Curious. Very. They set me up. Somehow they set me up. They had known he would be at the bridge. The muscles in his arms burned with fatigue. He's not going anywhere, Shelley said. I want him dead, Triad said. Shelley glanced at Triad as if he were a minor annoyance. But Marvin was seeing Triad as a major red alert, and be and he believed he was seeing things about the guy he'd never noticed before, things that Triad had carefully buried. What? Maybe his stark terror had heightened his sensitivity, but Marvin could have sworn there wasn't a trace of the usual puppy-dog innocence in Triad's face. Uh, this is all Italian. Is this... Is this his inner monologue? Meanwhile, Marvin experiences a leap in consciousness and finds Clyde out drinking with his best friend, Terry Rogers. What? I'm huh? confused. What? Who are these people? Clyde is telling Terry what a bitch Anne had become, and Terry encourages Clyde to dump Anne while oh, the dumping writing. is good. But Marvin can see that Terry is only telling Clyde this because he wants Anne for himself. In Silver Lake, everyone is screwing everyone else. In Sessa, it was the same old story. It was the same story. Gasp. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? A leap in this consciousness. This is still the same chapter. I know. I know. A leap in consciousness. That's what his analysis had been missing. What? <laughs> Marvin wondered if Triad's innocence had ever been real. Don't be ridiculous, Shelley said to Triad. We're not killing anybody. We're going to the police. 
The police, Triad snorted, and he wasn't happy. He was outright furious. Shelley couldn't see it because she was too preoccupied staring down at him, Marvin realized. A shadow of disappointment touched her weary expression. You're so predictable, she said. I'm sorry, Marvin replied. <laughs> no, he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> he reached up another foot and grabbed the edge of the planks he had been standing on while he had been waiting for the motorcycle. With the headlight in their faces, he doubted they knew his exact predicament. But if his arms were exhausted on the oh, but his arms were exhausted on the verge of giving out. If he was going to do something, he was going to have to do it soon. <gasps> I would have thought Max Slate could have come up with another scheme, Shelley said sarcastically. Oh shit. You know who I am? Marvin asked. She was bitter. I know you. Marvin gasped for a breath. He couldn't hang there all night. You think I killed Harry? I thought, Mar- I thought it was just Marvin Gast. <gasps> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, like he was startled. Yeah. Uh, you think I killed Harry, he asked. Shelley nodded. I suspected you had, but now I know. Then why don't you just let him drop, Triad interrupted. He wasn't really asking because he didn't wait for an answer. He grabbed hold of the rope. Shelly shoved his Even hands aside. Even blurrier page for Chris again. <laughs> oh my god. It's all good. I got good eyes. <laughs> Shelly shoved his hands aside once more, but this time Triad shoved her back. She momentarily no, disappeared Triad. from Marvin's view, <laughs> only to reappear, her face flushed with anger. We're not killing him, she yelled. <laughs> then we'll be as rotten as he is. Let go of that knot. We have to pull him up. Fat chance, sister. <laughs> Triad replied, which is a thing people actually say in real life. And now he wore a maniacal grin. It was a grin Marvin had seen a hundred times before and never understood. That was the problem with innocence and insanity. They walked the same narrow edge of reason, or lack of reason. But Marvin could now see that Triad had gone over the edge long ago. There was no reason that Triad couldn't have helped Harry in his plot to get Marvin. Helped him so well that it backfired in Harry's face... He killed Harry, Marvin cried. What? Shelley briefly forgot her anger at her co-conspirator. She burst out laughing. Then why was it you who was the one waiting out here in the middle of the night with your piece of rope and your can of oil, she asked. Because you put me out here, Marvin said with his own bitterness. You knew I'd figure out how Harry died. But that was where you were wrong. That's where we were both wrong. You thought I killed Harry. I thought he killed himself. But look at your new boyfriend, Shelley. Look closely. Who's trying to kill you? <laughs> what? There was power in his words because finally power. he was speaking the truth, even if he didn't, as of yet, realize exactly what Triad had done to Harry. What? <laughs> Somebody leaps. Guys, so it did- <laughs> I don't know what book this is. <laughs> it's uh, Master t- of Murder by Christopher Pike. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shelley took a step back and cast an uneasy glance at Triad. Triad hardly noticed. He was too preoccupied with undoing the knot in the rope. I told you I want you to stop that, she said. Go to hell, Triad <laughs> muttered. If you kill him, the police will arrest you, Shelley said. Is this in California? Because that's where I've decided this is. Um, <sighs> I think it's like Pacific okay. Northwest. Yeah, I think so. Eh, same Northern thing. Northern California. Yeah, California's <laughs> up there somewhere. Eh. Triad whirls on her. There will be no police. Nobody will know. It's done. You set it up, and I'm finishing it. Shelley looked worried. What are you talking about? Marvin did what I thought he would. He acted just like he did before when he got jealous. 
We've got proof now. We can clear Harry's name. Triad almost That's choked at the mention of proof. his friend. Yeah, what? Harry's name? Harry's fame? What? Oh, he's a poet. Who gives a damn? What? Harry's Who gives dead. a damn? <laughs> he's better off dead. He was happy when it ended. I made sure he was happy. He <sighs> took you, and he didn't give a damn what I thought. No one gives a damn what I think. What? Shelley was very worried now. As am I. Yeah. She began to back up slowly. I don't understand what you're saying, Triad. We made a plan. We have to stick to our plan. Marvin is Marvin is right. Triad cackled. <laughs> this feels undeservedly like Twin Peaks so. where people just go insane for no reason. Yes. Like their entire personality is just like uh, gone in the flip yeah. of a switch. Yeah. And in a blur of speed and power, he reached out and grabbed Shelly by the throat. He oh. yanked her towards him until her face was inches from his steaming lips. Ew. Ew. Why are these Jesus. Marvin is a goddamn genius, Triad confided <laughs> to Shelly, said the liar. <laughs> no! Shelly screamed, throwing her head back and trying to shake loose. No such luck. Triad started training for football season the day after the previous football season ended. He lifted weights and injected himself with what? steroids and probably ate his hamburger raw. Well, he's still got a dick, doesn't he? Kick him in the dick. He, he took steroids. They're, his dick is They're smaller now. If he takes steroids, yeah. they're little shriveled, shriveled raisins. Up. Little, little it's just raisins. a little shrimp. She can't do it. Kick him in the it. dick and he's like, ha ha, so steroids. <laughs> um, I don't need them anymore. I eliminated my weakness. <laughs> He was strong. He shifted his hold on Shelly to the back of her neck and smashed her forehead onto the oh, railing. Shit. Oh my god. Shelly crumpled to the ground like a broken doll. Triad turned back to Marvin. I never read any of your goddamn books, he growled. <laughs> I bet you can't even read, Marvin shouted back at him because I like the what Chris was doing with his voice. <laughs> He's hanging. <laughs> it may have been a bad time to insult Triad's intelligence. Mm -hmm. The glare from the motorcycle headlight had not fooled Triad's eyes one bit. Before he worked any more on the knot, he reached a powerful leg over the side of the railing and trounced on Marvin's clinging fingers. Trounced? Trounced. With his foot. Okay, sure. Marvin's fingers were about as cold as they could be and still have a trace of feeling left in them. That trace greatly magnified when Triad's heel ground into his knuckles. Marvin screamed and let go of the planks. God. He did not fall exactly as he had a, moment, a minute before. This time, he had seen the attack coming and instinctively jerked back from Triad just before Triad stepped on his fingers. The jerking motion caused him to swing up away from the bridge. As he snapped... At the end of a short line. Uh, but when an object is swung one way on the end of a rope, it has to swing back the other way. Physics. Don't fucking talk about physics now. Like it's <laughs> a, been a consideration at any point. <laughs> Marvin caught a glimpse of Triad returning to the knot before his momentum carried him under the bridge. It was dark under there. Marvin couldn't see anything and immediately whacked his head on a board. This is crazy. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. This is like a fucking cartoon. This is Marvin E. Coyote. And this is not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think this is the last chapter. No, we have How many pages? 43 pages left. <laughs> what could happen? Oh, no. <laughs> Every character has such a handful of straws 
that they've been grasping at. <laughs> Not Shelly, she's unconscious. Oh, they've made such giant leaps in logic. Yeah. Why did Triad he kill Harry? shot... Huh? Why did Triad... Because he... I did think because he? he wanted the I girl. He did, he said so. Oh. Triad was like, yeah, he's right. Marvin's right, I killed Harry. Marvin is a goddamn genius. I was just tuning it out because everyone keep or they keep coming up with theories about who's killing who and why. No, no. So uh, try it a hundred percent killed Harry by doing this rope thing, I or by know. setting really... up a fake murder of someone else and killing him. I have no idea. Oh my god! He shot out his arms and grabbed the offensive piece of wood with both hands. He praised it rather than cursed it when he felt the tension on the rope suddenly disappear. It's not the wood's fault, you bogged your noggin. Triad had finished undoing the knot. I got a baby. Marvin had felt the remainder of the rope, the part that had been stretched across the bridge, whipped down toward the water. That was when he had his... (laughs) That was when he had his first good idea of the entire (laughs) night. (laughs) At least he's self-aware. Yeah. Ah, Marvin screamed, but it was no ordinary scream. It was a carefully formulated trick. He's so smart. Good one, Marvin. He let it trail off swiftly and then suddenly stop as if he got into the water. So he was so he was like, ah! Yeah. And a guy who was like, just standing right above his face doesn't know the fucking difference. Chris Bloosh, and he did that. Yeah. Oh my god. Then he became completely silent. He hung under the bridge with the muscles in his arms crying for relief and his lungs bursting for air and didn't utter a peep. Hello, Triad shouted. (laughs) Marvin? (laughs) Yeah, like I'm really going to shout back. Over here, Triad. Come kill me. It's getting late. (laughs) Wow. Then Triad did the most amazingly stupid thing. He had to be complimented for not completely falling for Marvin's fake plunge. That was true. But there was no excusing him when he got down on his belly and pulled himself a couple of feet under the railing so that he could lean over to see if Marvin was holding onto the bottom of the bridge. Okay. The fact that Marvin was doing exactly that still didn't get Triad off the hook. Because as soon as Triad stuck his head over the edge and peeked under the bridge, he placed his face in a perfect position for a major rearrangement, courtesy of the heel of Marvin's right boot. That's a great sense. This book is so fucking stupid. It has gotten so fucking Looney Tunes. I can't handle it. He kicked Triad's face and it went, boing, This is amazing. Oh my god. Hi, Marvin said when he saw Triad's surprised expression. Marvin swung up and kicked as he had never kicked in his life. His first blow caught Triad smack on the nose and made a sickening cracking sound. Hell yeah. (laughs) A wad of blood burst over Triad's face as if it had been waiting inside a delicate balloon attached to his cheek. Triad's head rolled forward and went limp, but that didn't stop Marvin. He swung up once more and kicked the top of Triad's head, causing the football player's fat neck to snap back. Did he just kill Triad? He might have. Marvin might have kicked him a third and fourth time if it hadn't been for the fact that his arms simply couldn't take it anymore. Desperately, he clawed his way back to the edge of the bridge. In this effort, he was aided by the fact that the bottom of the bridge was crisscrossed by easy-to-grab boards, something that should have been mentioned earlier. In a moment, he was hanging beside Triad's messy face. The guy was still breathing. 
Worse, he appeared to be coming around. Damn, Marvin <laughs> muttered. He would have to back up the way he had come to get in position to kick try it again, if he had the strength, which he did not. No, he thought. He had to get back on top of the bridge or else he was going to fall in the water whether Triad put him there or he did. Marvin took a deep breath and pivoted in midair and raised a clawing hand, groping for anything that would support his weight. Of all things, he got Triad's belt buckle. It said Triad. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, With an he exclamation thought. point. <laughs> <laughs> all caps, Triad! It said what hell, the yeah. hell he- Oh my god. <laughs> What the hell, he thought. The guy was heavy. He was wedged in the lower part of the railing. If Triad couldn't support him, then they would both drown, and so be it. Please drown. This book's amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. One more second. That's all I ask, arms. <laughs> Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> he pulled himself up. He almost gave himself two hernias and a stroke in the process. Okay. But he sure felt good when he was sitting on the bridge, catching his breath. He felt like a million dollars. No. Two. He knew because he was a millionaire. Fucking Christ. He had, after all, almost that much in the bank. Oh, my God. I didn't read far enough. And that's 90s two million, which is like five billion. It's like four billion. He's basically Jeff Bezos. Oh, that bald goonie fuck (laughs) (laughs) he felt that way for maybe five seconds that was when triad sat up and looked at him with bloodshot eyes where the hell did you come from (laughs) triad asked dazed marvin leapt to his feet and slammed his heel down on the side of triad's left knee jesus hanging over his right leg at a precarious angle Uh something metallic clanged on the road as marvin attacked but he didn't take the time to look down to see what it was (laughs) <laughs> really good evidence there was, cr- <laughs> there was cruel design to Marvin's blow Triad had hurt his left knee the previous season and oh. had had surgery oh, on it after the last oh, game fuck. Triad howled at the kick and doubled his knee up to his chest you're dead meat Triad swore grimacing you said that already and I'm still kicking Marvin replied Literally. but he didn't immediately try <laughs> but he didn't immediately try to press his advantage. He appeared to have briefly crippled Triad, but the guy had at least twice his strength, even stretched out like a beached whale on the boards. He was debating what to do next when Shelley began to come around. Marvin was both relieved to see that she had not fractured her skull <laughs> open and disgusted that she had chosen that exact second disgusted? to Disgusted? Okay. Sure. Okay, Sure. Marvin, she muttered when she saw him standing in the beam of the headlight. She raised an unsteady hand to her eyes to shield them from the glare. Where's Triad? Triad, of course, was sitting only three feet to her right. Triad's dyad, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Triad snarled in response that, to that's her. That's death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Triad snarled in response to a remark and reached out and grabbed her by the mane of her long brown hair and dragged her to his side. Which part of the hair is the mane? Um, it's like the part that's the horsiest. It's <laughs> 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 not expecting that good of a response. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Shelly let out so a stupid. painful shriek and she went. <laughs> For a moment, 
triad trying to use her as a crutch to help him stand up. But Shelly was not as easy to handle as a piece of furniture. Talk about treating women like objects. Oh my god. Triad's left leg crumpled as soon as he put weight on it, but the football (laughs) player was tough. He continued to hang on to Shelly, who was now fully awake and whacking him fiercely. Let go of me, you bastard, she swore. Sure, Triad said. He drew back his hand and slapped her across the face. Oh, fuck you, Triad. The noise from the blow made Marvin You know what? I'm still team Shelly, even though she seems crazy, and I don't really (laughs) understand why she set this all up. I'm definitely I still. I am so Team Shelly. I'm st- I'm also Team Shelly. Marvin was going to murder someone for yeah, literally he... no reason. Um, Somehow seems the most hinged. Yeah, yeah. she's of, diabolical, of but she's all we have. Oh my god, <laughs> she's all we have to cling on. She's to. all we have. She's all Triad has to cling on she's to. Also, not the hero we need, but she's the hero we deserve. Um. <sighs> The noise from the blow made Marvin wince. Still, he didn't immediately go to Shelley's aid. Shelley's head wobbled on her neck for a moment, just like Paul Walker at the end of <laughs> Fast. Not when he died, when he was yeah, CG. Yeah, when he was bad CG. Um, <laughs> uh, her head wobbled on their neck for a moment, but she didn't lose consciousness. Blood seeped from her nose as she glared at Triad. You're the one, she said bitterly. The one what? Triad I don't know. gripped her tighter. Hold still, he said. Better let her go, Marvin said, slipping back into Sam Elliott. He was delighted at how he had managed to turn the tables on them and solve the mystery all in the space of five minutes. Is that what you did, is Marvin? That, girl, yeah, what? is that what you did? Is that what just happened? Is that how you rewrote what Delulu. just happened? <laughs> Truly. That's what he's telling himself. Um, I'm Mr. Murder. <laughs> Mr. Master of Murder. Um... But they, Murder Master. but they were at a dangerous stalemate, which was made doubly dangerous when Triad's eyes flashed on the knife lying on the bridge near his injured leg. <gasps> Marvin, you fool. Marvin saw it at the same instant. It was his knife, the one he had bought at Sears. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that detail. You know, oh, the one he bought at Sears and Roebuck. Um... <laughs> It must have bounced from his pocket when he crunched Triad's knee. Don't say crunch. Crunch. <laughs> they both went for the blade, but Triad, Triad had only to reach over and pick it up. It was no contest. Stop, Triad said to Shelly as he raised the knife to her throat. She was a spunky girl, but she was no dummy. She became perfectly still as the blade pressed against her skin. Marvin backed off a couple steps. You are scum, Shelly whispered through chattering teeth. The cold wind continued to howl. Triad surveyed the scene and smiled. How has no one driven over this bridge? Yeah, I don't know. Amount of time. Because it should have been condemned. (laughs) I want you to wheel the bike over to me, Triad said to Marvin. And if I don't, Marvin asked. If you don't, Triad said, and he poked Shelly just enough to prick her skin and send a red streak running down the front of her pale neck. God. I will slit her throat open. Marvin considered so for a moment. That? What? Marvin How con- are villains so good at like poking just enough to get the drip of blood down, but not They practice. They them. practice on like pigs and shit. Marvin considered for a moment. All right, he said. Triad blinked. All right, what? 
Slit her throat open, Marvin said. Triad chuckled. I'm not bluffing. I'm not either. Marvin casually picked up the helmet Triad had thrown down when he'd stormed to the railing and placed it over his head. He began to readjust the strap. He checked the time on his watch. I'm going home to take a warm bath, he said. What? Marvin, Shelly moaned. Yes, Shelly, Marvin asked. What can I do for you? What? Oh, this what? is amazing. What Why does Chris keep fuck? getting all the blurry page pages? Oh my God. Her eyes were wide. She was scared. He would have he he would have been with a blade that sharp pressed to his throat. Save me, she said pitifully. <laughs> I'm switching Triad's voice. <laughs> I'll do it, Marvin. I'll open your lady love up like a piece of meat. <laughs> Ew. I don't mind, Marvin said. Both Triad and Shelly were shocked. You can't just leave, she complained. You can't take my bike, Triad said. Marvin finished readjusting the strap on his helmet. He strode over to the motorcycle and swung his leg over the seat. Triad had left the key of the ignition. Yeah, because he almost fell off the damn thing. But I can, Marvin said. What? I'm the master of murder. <laughs> <laughs> he booted the kickstand up and started the engine. The Corvette was nice, but it felt good to have his old wheels beneath him. His fingers were stiff from when Triad had stepped on them, but not so stiff that he couldn't crank the throttle. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. The roar of the bike mingled with that of the wind and water. <laughs> Marvin felt a strange relief inside, one he hadn't known in a long time. He'll kill me, Shelley cried. I'll kill her, Triad agreed. <laughs> You're both doing a great job. Marvin Very smiled. Very convincing. <laughs> oh my god, I just accidentally read Jesus. ahead. Oh, Marvin shit. smiled. I'll tell you what Max Slate would say about this situation. He would say that it was BS. The heroine sets the hero up, but now she wants him to rescue her, but he you doesn't get it, have the, the motivation. You gotta read this like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? John Wayne. <laughs> okay, John Wayne. <laughs> this, is, this has big, like, Jack Burton energy, <clears throat> which is just John Wayne. I'll tell you what Max Slate would say about this situation. <laughs> he would say that it was BS. The heroine sets the hero up, but now she wants him to rescue her, but he doesn't have the motivation, you see. He doesn't care if the villain kills her. Then there's the villain himself. He's as bad off as the heroine. He doesn't know that he's already blown it. He can't kill the heroine because then the hero will tell the police. He can't kill the hero because he can't get to him. And in the middle of the night when you hear that thunder rolling. Jesus Christ. That's from Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Kelly, this is you. No, I know. I just, like, the audio went out, so did you stop at the... For me, the audio went out. Oh, so oh yeah, yeah. Where you... We stopped out with uh, Hero because he can't get to him. Okay, cool. That's what I was hoping. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I'm going to try to carry on this accent. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done John Wayne in my life. The villain may as well kill himself. Or here's a better idea. The well, heroine should try to kill the villain. The guy is rotten to the core, and it would give the heroine a chance to redeem herself. If that's possible. There were tears on Shelly's face. Oh. How can she do it? I think she she asked. Yeah. For a moment, Marvin's cool demeanor wavered. A pretty face could do that to a guy. Certainly to him. But the last couple of days had taught him what a pretty face could hide. His resolve strengthened. There's always a way, Marvin said. 
He drove away. <laughs> he left them on the bridge oh at each other's throats God, in the middle of the cold night. His conscience was clear. Was it? Somehow. He hadn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Did Questionable. You? Did you? He couldn't worry about everything. He had things to do. He had a book to write. Oh, my God. Just before he drove off, he said, fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> Part of me wishes the book would end right there. Um, whoa. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Uh, yeah. Since we're in between chapters, yeah, yeah. I need to pee. And I genuinely do not want to miss any of it. <laughs> yes. Like Aerosmith said, Chris doesn't want to miss a thing. I'm just going to, I'm not reading ahead. I just want to see I don't how close long my eyes. this chapter is. I don't want to fall asleep. Because that chapter is truly. That chapter is so long. That shit long. Yeah. Um, chapter 13. Marvin did not go home still. Why would he? He didn't have. He's a millionaire. He didn't have family to check on or anything. He did stop at his car, however, to collect his wallet and his checkbook. He felt unhappy about leaving his new Corvette, but figured he could send someone for it in the morning. Send someone for it. He wanted to be on his bike. He wanted to feel the wind on his face, the miles passing under him. He planned on riding all the way to the coast, where so many girls thought the imaginary Max Slate composed his wonderful murder mysteries. This time, he had a story to tell. Marvin drove half the night before he caught the salty whiff of the Pacific Ocean. He ended up in a small seaside town called Forest. Appropriately enough, its few buildings were surrounded by deep forest. Wow. Very creative. Good there job. he stayed at a tiny motel called Fred's House. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be called Motel. He slept <laughs> to noon the next day. And when he awoke, he left and rented a cottage overlooking the crashing waves called Cottage Waves. <laughs> called Wave Cottage. Oh my god. This is going to be another nothing. Just called Cottage yeah. Overlooking the Crashing Waves. <laughs> Next, he drove to a neighboring town called Tabit, which was a little larger than Forest, and where he was able to rent a computer and a printer. Oh he had a devil of a time carrying them both back to his cottage on his motorcycle, but he did manage. The cottage was furnished. It even had a coffee Wait. pot. He rented a what? A computer? A computer and a printer. And that brought he, them on his motorcycle. That he drove on a motorcycle? the cottage. Correct. He also had to rent bungee cords. <laughs> no, he just like... <laughs> on one hand, yeah. had him on one hand. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, sorry, uh, rent to own. Mm -hmm. Bungee cords. It even had a coffee pot. Always a good friend to a writer past his deadline. There was also a phone, and he sat down and placed three calls. The first was to his sister Anne. Thank God. He got her answering machine. Okay, <laughs> she had her own phone. I was about to ask, but uh, the okay, sentence. Okay, thank you. The sentence helped me. I need to borrow again. Um, he left the message that he was all right, working on his book, and that she would see him Friday. Next, he called his editor. He promised her she would have... Um, he promised her she would have his manuscript in her hands Saturday. He would express mail it to her home address, and she'd be able to read it over the weekend. 
Finally, he called Big Ed, the guy who had sold him the Corvette. <laughs> Forgot about that. He described where the car was and promised Ed a couple of hundred if he'd pick it up and store it at the dealership until he returned for it on Friday. Ed was wise enough not to ask too many questions. If I was Ed, I'd just I'd hang up no. the phone. Yeah. I already sold you the car. I don't need whatever the yeah. fuck this is. I don't need to remove your evidence from the crime scene. dead body in this car. Yeah. Then Marvin disconnected the phone. There was a stereo in the living room, and Marvin set up his computer at the kitchen table. He flipped the dial on the local rock station and turned the volume up high. Even flew! (laughs) He started to write. Boy, did he write. He sat at his computer, typing at warp speed until his spine ached and his belly growled. Then he walked to a nearby store and bought a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Coke. (laughs) What kind of sandwich was it? And then he breathed in, and then he breathed out, and then he blinked. He ate the sandwich, then he had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And then he pooped out the sandwich and pissed out the coat. (laughs) But not the potato chips, strangely enough. They stayed in there. He absorbed them into his soul. (laughs) I'm having a sneeze attack. Hold on. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Chris muted his mic, so it just looks like Chris going... (laughs) <laughs> okay, this is still an audio format. Yeah. All right. There's video. But he didn't loiter. He didn't talk to anybody. He didn't stop to stare in any store windows. He walked straight back to his cottage and sat down at his computer. I'm going to sneeze again. Oh, the plot Chris. of his book thickened. Clyde began to suspect that his best friend, Terry, had killed Anne. But Clyde didn't tell anybody, not even the reader. And a few pages Uh, later, he turned up dead in the same lake where Anne's body had been found. Outside the cottage, the sun set and then came back up. And Margaret went Just sneeze. Just sneeze already. Sandwich. This is worse than you sneezing. Sweet Mike. Sweet Mike. Sweet, sweet Mike. The plot deepened. Sweet Mike, who had had sex with Anne in front of a blazing fire, began to suspect that Clyde would not have committed suicide out of grief. Not a year after his girlfriend had died, Mike went to see Jessica, Anne's best friend, who had sex with Clyde on the hood of her green Alfa Romeo. Awesome. (laughs) What is any of this? Mike tells Jessica. I know, but it's him writing his book. So Mike tells Jessica his suspicions. popular and yeah. anticipated as like Game of Thrones and it's all like and then Mike has Jessica and yeah. Clyde was it's... on the car. <laughs> it's the Wikipedia summary of a non-existent book. Oh my god yeah. it is, yeah. So not a year after his girlfriend died Mike went to see Jessica, Anne's best friend who had had sex with Clyde on the hood of her green Alfa Romeo. Mike tells Jessica of his suspicions. Then Mike and Jessica fall in love right in the middle of their conversation. What? Jessica is, after all, as beautiful as Anne was. She was getting better looking every few okay. paragraphs. Okay, hang on one second. One second. One second. Um, I can't even try to understand this book within a book. Um, Earlier it said Clyde began to suspect that his best friend Terry had killed Anne, but Clyde didn't tell anyone, not even the reader. So Yeah. So Bad so, writing. so who how do you so <laughs> then he didn't suspect. So like if he didn't even tell the reader that he suspects, like that's and then that's not in the book. What? What? Yeah. It's the character's yeah. motivation, I guess. It's just not written down. Right. Dumb. Okay. It was getting better looking every few paragraphs. Can't argue then, with that. Mar- it is very dumb. <laughs> I also get better looking every few paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> that was not funny at all. I get better looking every few beers. Oh, boy. 
But by then, Marvin was exhausted, and he lay down and slept for a few hours. When he awoke, Mike and Jessica were kissing in a jacuzzi and wondering why they had never noticed each other before. But they didn't have sex, because they both suddenly remembered Anne and began to cry in each other's arms. Where'd he get that idea? They had sex the next <laughs> night, however, when they were both feeling stronger. <laughs> I'm emotionally for sex. strong enough to have sex <laughs> yeah. with you now. They they had sex the next night because they didn't the previous night and they both had blue balls. <laughs> it was while lying beside Jessica that Mike came up with the idea that Anne had not died in Silver Lake, but had died hanging from a bridge that stretched across the page and over a river that ran into the lake. It, it, uh... Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What if Just someone from like, what if someone from Sessa or Paolo where the fuck town he lives in? What if they read this book? Yeah. And they're like I was huh. just thinking that too. You're just now is, writing about a murder Shelley that already did. happened. This is incredibly similar to a real thing that just happened. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how Shelley figured it out. You know, Shelley who did it Harry, who died on a bridge, was reading the series and was like, uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> This sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and Marvin has called himself a master of murder, so... I'm starting to think Marvin's back slate. <laughs> he didn't wake Jessica and tell her, however. He loved to look at her while she was sleeping. Not creepy Gross. at all. It's super normal. Somewhere in the middle of Mike's analysis of Anne's death, Marvin had to rest again. He was enjoying writing from Mike's point of view more than ever. The guy was having a lot of good times with Jessica, and Mike was a lot like him. In fact, Mike probably was him, if the mirror yeah. theory of the series and his life what? was accurate. Uh-huh. Yet he already knew that it was only partially true. Harry Pastor's murder had inspired Anne McGaffer's murder. Sessa had planted the seed of Silver Lake. But a parallel was not the same as a copy. There were more people in the book than he knew in real life. And he still didn't know how the book would end. The days rolled into one long spin of the earth around the sun. What? He drank pots what? of coffee, what? ate sandwiches from the deli, <laughs> and occasionally walked along the beach. The sound of the crashing waves revived him when he was most exhausted. He was in a you tunnel think the of deli concentration. Workers are like, this guy loves sandwiches. <laughs> They're like, where did this tired kid come from? <laughs> tired, stressed out. Yeah, teenager. right. This is like seventeen-year-old kid with bags under his eyes keeps coming in and ordering sandwiches. <laughs> he looks so haunted. <laughs> He looks so haunted. I don't want to go out on a limb here, but that guy looks like he hung under a bridge for a while. <laughs> he was in a tunnel of concentration he had been in before, but never had he been driving so fast. Yet he felt the power. He had been within inches of death and survived. What a rush. And as Max Slate, he controlled the destinies of everyone in Silver Lake. Back at the computer back in Mike's mind. Mike visited Jessica unexpectedly and found her making passionate love to Terry oh, no. in the backyard next to the dog house. <laughs> Poor dog. Uh, the dog watched. Super into it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike. He was devastated. He wanted revenge. He wanted to kill them both. But Terry first because there was still a possibility that Mike would make love to Jessica one more time. Before he killed her, of course. So was that was that Marvin's plan? Like I'll kill Triad and then I'll kill Shelly. Yeah, maybe after I fuck her though. A different way. I guess. I didn't get that the first time he was no. planning his terrible plan. Yeah. 
Jessica, who was not only Anne's best friend, but her alter ego as well. What? Mike came up with a plan to destroy Terry, taking bits and pieces of how Anne had been destroyed. Yet Mike didn't understand that Terry was the ultimate villain. Mike only knew that he felt good about plotting Terry's murder when only a couple of months before he couldn't have heard a fly. But that was the key, inside and outside the series. Where do you get your ideas from, Mr. Slate? He could finally answer that one, he thought. <laughs> and he's super sane. The stories were all a subconscious interpretation of reality. Can you dig that? Sweet Mike of Silver Lake fame could. I'm not adding a single goddamn sweet, word. Sweet Mike. Sweet, sweet Mike. Mike. <laughs> he sold Terry a motorcycle and told him he could pick up the registration slip in a nearby town on the other side of the bridge. But Terry asked Jessica. But, but Terry asked Jessica to come with him, and Jessica went because she believed her plot to catch the dastardly Mike had finally come to fruition. Yes. Sad as it was to reveal the truth to millions of teenagers, but Jessica had been plotting against Mike from the opening sentence of the last book, and the only reason she had slept with him was that it was required of her. Late Thursday night, Marvin brought his characters to their final confrontation on the bridge. By early Friday morning, Mike was able to escape the deadly arena with the other two at each other's throats. Yet sweet Mike was not happy. Why? Is it sweet Mike? Oh, sweet Mike. I... Because he's sweet God. Marvin. <laughs> Yet sweet Mike was not happy. He still had things on his mind. What if in the book, Mike went to a nearby town and rented a cottage and started writing a book? <laughs> oh my God. And it just starts folding it It just keeps like going. More pages, going. More pages start appearing. <laughs> Oh, no. So did Marvin. Marvin sat back from his computer and wondered if Shelley was okay. He had come within maybe five pages of the end of the book. He could go no further until he returned to Sessa. Or you could write a book about stuff you make up instead of just yeah. writing down all the shit that just happened to you. He's 17. He's not good. He is, though. <laughs> He's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, he checked the time. It was two in the morning. It would take him an hour to spell check his work. The printer he had rented was a letter quality dot matrix. It would take oh, nice. three hours to print out the entire I manuscript. Say, <laughs> don't they have email? Can't he just email it? No, there's no email. This is like 1990, 1992. He, there's no email. I think he has email. There's no email. I mean, there is email, but not for people Books. <laughs> not for people, not for people. <laughs> no the only people who had email were like harvard professors and al gore in <laughs> okay. 1992 um, and they and they certainly not at that college. all right all right all right all right it would take three hours to print out the entire manuscript during which time he could sleep to the relaxing sounds <laughs> to, to, of a yeah, dot matrix sleep to the printer sound. i would if I, what if that was one of our sleep sounds that we listen to all right all right <laughs> <The white laughs> noise sleep sound for elder millennials <laughs> And then the sound yeah, of someone the, the said, AOL dial-up sound too. Yeah. yeah. And then the sound of someone tearing <laughs> off the little um uh the edges. The, the edges. Becca just said all right four times and I just created a new word that you'll either love or hate and it's Bacanahay. Oh, I do hate it. You're correct. I also don't even remember saying that. Why would she why would anyone like that? <laughs> 
Uh, if he woke at, say, 6 o'clock, it would be 9 o'clock in New York, and his agent and editor would be in their respective offices. Then, with a few calls, he could get a new ball rolling in his life. You're actually just continuing to roll the same ball of this book you were already supposed to give them yeah. months ago. Marvin finished cleaning up the book and started printing it. He had tentatively titled it The, the Mystery Six. of Silver Lake Six, Night of Grief. So... <laughs> That's amazing. And that confirms he's written six books in one year. We were so, so sure it's four or five. Oh my god. It had been five, so this was number yeah, six. This yes. is number six. That's fucking crazy. He crashed on the sofa in the living room. When the noise of the printer stopped, it would wake him. What? what? I guess like when our like when the power goes out and the sleep sounds turn off, that does wake us up. That's true. Yeah, nothing wakes me up more than silence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fucking Christ. He slept well for the three hours. He always did when one of his books was printing. Hello, Ben. This is Marvin. I've decided to accept that offer and fly down to Hollywood to meet with the director and the producer. Sorry, this is sometime later. <laughs> I you... thought it was a dream. <laughs> Maybe it is. Can you arrange things for me? Great. Yeah, we'll finally get to meet. I'm sure neither of us will look the way the other thought. What was that? Oh, those letters. Yeah. I found out who was sending them. Just some young girl. You don't have to worry about her. I'll talk to you soon. But Marvin... Wait, was... he doesn't know who was sending them. No, he I doesn't. I bet it was He's Shelley. lying. And also, I thought that none of the people he worked with knew his real name. But now I don't remember. The beginning of this book felt like an eternity ago. <sighs> they definitely don't know he's underage. Okay, yeah. But Marvin was more worrying more and more about Shelley. <clears throat> It was as if getting all the recent events out of his system and onto paper had given him a more genuine perspective on things. <laughs> you don't say. I did leave her in the hands of a murderer. Yeah. Yep. You did do that. You could have at least placed an anonymous call to the police. You also left your mom and sister with a drunk, angry dad. Violent, Violent man. Yeah. yeah. Marvin called his editor next. If there's, a, if there's one thing that we know definitively about Marvin is that he will flee. Yes. He, he, does like, like flee. he will flee the scene of whatever has happening. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't want to clean this up. Yeah. Marvin called his, his editor next. Hello, Pat. Rejoice. The book is done. <laughs> Rejoice. Hear it printing in the background? That's it. No, I'm not just telling you that. You'll see it tomorrow morning. You will know who killed Anne McGaffer. You can't wait? All right. I'll tell you right now. Just kidding. Hey, Pat. <laughs> Good one, Marvin. fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, Pat. I thought of this great promotional idea. I want your publicity department to contact the media out here and have them come to a reading of excerpts from the final installment in the Silver Lake series. I want to do the reading at a local high school called Sessa High. What? It's in Oregon. Oh, we're in Oregon. That's where That's I right. live, yeah. You like the idea? I thought you would. I want to do the reading this afternoon. Yeah, today, at noon. Sure your people can arrange it. Why not? It'll just take a few phone calls. No, I'm not going to read the part that explains you killed Anne McGaffer, you dumb idiot. Do you think I'm crazy? What? I feel it's time I came out of the closet. It's getting stuffy in here. I agree. I deserve more personal recognition. The reading's got to be this afternoon. The principal at the high school must be contacted promptly. He's to notify the student body that I will do a signing after the reading so that all the kids can bring their books. 
I realize I might have to sign a thousand books. I don't care. It'll be fun. The principal of the media must be told that my real name is Marvin Summer. That must come from you, not me. This is totally not personal. That is very important. Um, uh, just read the rest of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my real name. Really. Monday will be too late. Why? Because, Pat, this story is not just any story. A few minutes later, Marvin set the phone down. Pat said she would get on it right away. It was time to go home. Ba, 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 ba. I like to think that that whole what entire... What could happen? I like to think that the whole one-sided conversation, if we were watching this like as a movie, yeah, it would just like... Yeah, his phone's not plugged in. Or he, like, he was just like, he would turn around and he's just holding a banana and he's just like, uh-huh, <laughs> and tell her I'll do a signing too. It reads just as diluted. Like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like I've taken drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not even had a lick of alcohol. Like, I'm raw dogging it through this. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are a trooper. How? <clears throat> but, like, I mean, yeah, you feel the natural high of reading a Christopher Pike book. I yeah. know. Really, really, like it. It really like I, sets off your fight or flight. Yeah. I feel really like I could pike step peak. on a footballer's knee. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. What the Seriously. What was that? What else could happen? I guess like a big reveal, but we already know yeah. who did it. But if I feel like that's what the setup is. Like I feel like the the reading in the cafeteria is the. Hercule Poirot, you're wondering why I've gathered you oh, all here, like reveals. Oh my god, you're yeah. right. But like, we know some stuff, unless that stuff's not true, and Triad actually didn't kill anybody, and we're gonna find something out in a minute. I don't, I don't fucking know, bro. I don't know. And frankly, I don't want to know. Please Triad's don't call gonna... me for the next. Tri- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will not tell you what happens. Triad's gonna stop <laughs> asking me on the show. Triad's gonna show up at the uh, the signing in like a wheelchair. <laughs> Dude definitely so can't what's walk. Better, uh, well, I'm... What's better, Kelly? This or Animorphs? Oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, no, this is the good kind of unhinged. Oh, Animorphs yeah. just makes me like, makes my skin crawl. And like, <laughs> not, it's just like, I'm just uncomfortable thinking too much about the bowel movements going from <laughs> human to cat. Yeah. I can't get past anything else. This is straight up like some fucking fever dream shit i love it yeah oh my god yeah this is insane it really really does i just i just finished a book recently where the main character it was just a bad decision bender from beginning to end and i really thought that was craziest person i'd read all week but (laughs) (laughs) petition but but then we had christopher pike for you (laughs) yeah oh my god no yeah no one no one does like absolutely crazy like protagonists better than Christopher Pike I feel like should we re- rename the show trauma bonding <laughs> no I already know <laughs> hard enough time marketing it as it is I'm not gonna rename my shit again <laughs> make it impossible to find exactly yeah. well um okay so this was great Be- Becca were you gonna say something I was but now I don't remember okay did this break you <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I'm too tired to process this fast enough. Oh, I was going to say, I just, I feel like based on his other books, I'm just, I've been expecting something supernatural this whole time. And it yeah. really hasn't happened. I feel like there's like hints about it. 
Well, but it's really weird because that's remember... That's why I think the jacket did it. That's in line with all the other Christopher Pike works. I guess he still got that jacket with him. But I... The jacket was made from a cow that was born and raised and slaughtered on Indian burial ground. The the remember me was one hundred percent supernatural because it was ghost it was ghost shit yeah and there was a lot of like From ghost physics and ghost logic and then eternal enemy felt supernatural but then I think it didn't it just end up being like sci fi nonsense sci- like yeah, it came from the future wasn't it yeah I guess I am still counting that as supernatural because it, there's fucking time because travel it, and robots yeah, in it it's not yeah, yeah. So, like uh, androids uh, downloading an you know, element of the freaky in a robot body <laughs> okay so okay fair enough nothing like that has actually happened in this book so far I feel like they just keep hinting around it and I I guess I don't remember the description exactly but it's it felt like the premise was going to be he writes about shit and, that and then it true. happens. Yes. But all he has done is write about something that already happened. Yeah. It's He's not like, like accidentally writing the future. It's like he it's like he accidentally solved the murder in his books. You know, like it's like he you know, like just heard about stuff and then was just but like it's just like hacky. Oh, no, it's, it's super like, hacky. Oh, yeah. I have this idea for how my book's gonna end. No, I'm gonna write down pikey. everything that happened to me in the last couple days. This book it's not is not even inspiration. It is on track to be the most grounded Christopher Pike book. Yeah, I really, I am just Fuck. confused by it because I've been waiting for that. Yeah, like weird for supernatural like weird... thing to happen. Right. Turns well, out the power was just right. What you know, they're still yeah, like. It's just an idiot teenager being an idiot, and I'm so disappointed in that. There's still something like. 30 pages left or something? I don't know. I guess, it's probably like yeah. one one more chapter. I guess we'll see what happens. Oh my god. Except for Kelly. She won't. She won't be Kelly won't see what happens. <laughs> she won't be a Smell part of it. Smell you later, losers. Kelly will just show up uh, in the middle of another random book sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just keep, keep bringing you in to scramble your brains and then send you on your way. I mean... <laughs> If it's not you guys, something else would do it, so. It's fair enough. At least I'm having fun at the scrambling. Yeah. Um, Kelly, uh, thanks for, for being on the show again. What do you uh, have to plug for anyone listening? Um, The book The Guest by Emma Klein, which I thought was the craziest narrator I've encountered in a long time, but uh, Marvin might give this gal a run for her money. Nice. <laughs> we'll take a note of that. Becca's writing it down. It's you're gonna be like, wow! I think I hate this, but I can't stop reading it. And then it's gonna end, and you're gonna be like, what? What the fuck just happened? And then you're like... gonna go onto Reddit and see what if what you thought aligns with what people on Reddit thought. And oh, then you're still not gonna be super sure about it, but you're gonna be thinking about it for a few days. Interesting. <laughs> someone the best else... part of finishing a book is going on Reddit and seeing what other people thought. <laughs> I think yeah. someone else recommended yeah, that a... book to you. Uh, Do I have really two notes unlikable... about the same book? Because that would be hilarious. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> a very unlikable, unreliable narrator. Um, but like, just I just it's like watching a slow car wreck. It's interesting. I, I loved it. I didn't realize I loved it until it was over. Because I was just like, oh my god, this is like a fever dream nightmare. That's, I'm um, so anxious. <laughs> it's every David Lynch movie I've ever seen. Oh god. Just, well, I'm, I'm... I didn't try to fall asleep to get through the David Lynch movie like I did with this book so um, <laughs> I'd say I like it better <laughs> um, Chris what do, what, what do you want to plug 
Uh, I want to plug uh, the Sketchy Show, available on the Cactus Rodeo platform, which this is also on. Mm-hmm. It has me, Jonathan, uh, sometimes jo- uh, Becca, sometimes Kelly, and uh, John Walker, who is a returning champion of this show. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on that. And uh, and I'll just plug the rest of this show below grade level. We've got a lot of episodes. Um, we're coming up on our 100th um not like super soon, but sooner than later, and we have kind of a fun, oh, fun idea for that one. Um, We've traumatized so many guests. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, listen to that, and uh, listen to the rest of our stuff, and read my comics. Cactusrodeo.com. Check it out. Find us on Facebook. Um, follow below grade level on Instagram. Uh, we have an Instagram account where I post clips from the episodes, uh, and they're fun. They're fun to watch and listen to. Um, anyway, that's it. Find out what happens next time when we probably f- I've finished. Reading uh, Master of Murder. I cannot wait to find out what the fuck happens. <laughs> Join us next time. We love you. Bye. 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 Below Grade Level is a Cactus Radio production. You can contact us at podcast at cactusrodeo.com. Subscribe and follow on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And follow Cactus Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more entertainment and updates.